What's up, people? My name is Straight Shooting LJA, and I just wanted to weigh in on some football fans. Well, actually, quite a few football fans wanting the Premier League season to just be cancelled and end. Now, I can understand that there are people who don't like Liverpool Football Club. I support Liverpool Football Club, but we're going to put that aside for a second because this is a lot bigger. This is a hell of a lot bigger, but it is one of them ones where I've seen a lot of people talking smack about the season should just be cancelled and null and voided. There's a few reasons why that's not necessarily the most prudent course of action and also why I don't think it will happen. But settling, as there are a lot of things to consider in regards to just cancelling the Premier League and expunging the results. Now, personally, I don't agree with just ending the season anyway, so I'm hoping that an expunging results doesn't mm-hmm. happen. But public safety is paramount. Even though that seems to flip-flop considering B&Q are opening 60 stores and WWE somehow is considered essential business in Florida. But the latter is clearly political with Trump and Vince McMahon going back decades together. Apparently he appeared at WrestleMania a few years back. WWF King of the Ring 2000. They actually big him up on pay-per-view at a Madison Square Garden house show. And I think it was WrestleMania 6 and 7 that were actually held at Trump Plaza. So we can see why. Because sports entertainment slash pro wrestling, whatever you want to call it, is not essential business. Sorry, it's really not. But anyway, leaving that aside. The problem I've always stated with just ending the season is that a number of teams top and bottom would actually have a legal claim to say that they've lost out on millions. Plus, there's also the knock-on effect of the champ- on the championship as well. Imagine West Brom and Leeds. Let's say the, let's say the season ends and get exp- gets expunged. It's one of them ones where it's like, basically, with just those two teams alone, it's a case of, oh, yeah, you lot have done well, but sorry about your damn luck. And it's like, I mean, that is totally... Um, that in theory, is actually totally unfair and will cost both of those clubs at least 100 plus million in revenue they would have got by jumping up to the Premier League. And then you open that out as well to the teams in the playoff, in the playoff positions, they will feel very, very hard done by. You've got teams like Brentford, for instance, who are moving into a new stadium soon, or at least they were about to before the coronavirus stuff hit. So it's one of them was dead. They won't be happy at all. And for me, each and every one of those clubs would actually would actually be able to say, well, we got shafted out of this. How are you going to financially remunerate us? At the very least, financially remunerate if people are not being clubs are not being allowed to get promoted. But that's that's ju- that's the championship, and the EFL have got their ideas about playing stuff behind closed doors and that, which seems seems like Rick Parry and them guys and them guys in the upper echelons there. I seeming to lean towards that, but it is one of them ones. Some people have said that gate receipts um, are a factor. Eh, not really in regards to the, clo- the behind closed doors points. Gate receipts are not necessarily overly important to the top clubs, as just like say WWE, for instance. I keep using them as an example. They've got a lot of other revenue streams, such as merchandise, TV deals, and that kind of thing that actually dwarfs gate receipts and. At the end of the day, well, the champ, the, the EFL, um, the current EFL deal, I think, is worth about eight hundred million pounds. So it's a case of you ain't going to make that on gate receipts. So gate receipts is going to be pittance in comparison to what you're getting from that deal. Then when you look at the Premier League deal, that's four point four five billion pounds 
estimated because nobody really knows Amazon never made it public what they paid for the handful of games that they bought. So it's one of them was coming coming back to that TV companies. They're going to dictate. They dictate the game anyway. So they are definitely going to dictate what happens going forward because they've they've got a massive influence on whether the season continues or not. Look at say Sky Sports and how many games they reschedule just based on oh yeah well we want to broadcast that so we're going to move that to here and we're going to move that to there which always ends up leaving fans out of pocket because if fans have booked tickets so if they've bought their tickets and booked hotels and that kind of thing then they have to switch that around so on a general basis those kind of companies sky sports bt sports among others don't give a damn about the fans as long as they got their money so there's so there's that but as i've mentioned to a number of people before it's a case of there are billions of pounds on the line here. I mean, it, I mean, it's one of them ones, and the Premier League are not going to want to sacrifice that. And also, they they're not going to want to breach contract if the, because at the end of the day, look at that financial that potential financial impact. It is one of them ones where <clears throat> let's take four point four five billion and divide that by three years because that's how long each contract cycle is for the Premier League. Um, and we're right in the middle of one now. It's a case. It's a case of let's let's guesstimate at say one point two five billion pounds. If the Premier League, the, Pre- the Premier League ain't gonna want to lose that kind of money. They're not. They're re- they're really not gonna want to. And then also there's the knock-on effect with clubs not getting that money as well. Remember, the Premier League has decided on. Pos- it's it's one of them was how much prize money everyone gets is actually decided on positions as well. So the higher up the league, the more prize money you get. It's like in the Champions League, the further you get, the more prize money. So it's one of them where it's like, it's not as straightforward as just ending it. But also, there are a number more reasons as well. <clears throat> but, it's one, but it's one of them was the Premier League, of course, and I've spoken to a friend of mine about this. The Premier League would have a defence in that it is an, ex- an extraordinary event that has caused the cancelling of the league, or at least the postponing or cessation of the league. Um, and public safety is on the line. That should actually be the overriding priority above all else. But it's not. The Premier League is based on greed. Let's be realistic about this. But the expansion of results for me would be where the problems start coming in even even more. Because at the end of the day, if Liverpool were given the, were given the league, which... I'm half for, half against. It's like, well, you don't want to be given a title. It's like, again, like in wrestling, it's like, if you ain't earned it, then it doesn't really matter. It's like, it, it, it just takes away, it just takes away from it. But if Liverpool were given the title, then there would be the issue that this, that the title actually wasn't mathematically done. We've still got two more games to win to seal it mathematically. So Man City would have a grievance there. If it wasn't given, then it could be argued that a 25-point lead based on balance of probability, or if you want to go points per game in that route, I mean, I know some people like that, the whole balance of probability line, but that's a lead that even we can't throw away. And factor that in, we were, as I said, we were literally two wins away from, from sealing it. So Liverpool would then have a legal, a legal thing to go, well... We were two games away from winning it, and look at our and look at our lead. It's um, that's not that's not fair. So there would be legal action then. Then you carry on the European spots. If they go to the same sides as last season, um, the teams in with a shout of European places this season, such as Wolves and Sheffield United, with the Europa League due to Man City winning the League Cup, 
they would have an axe to grind. Because they, they'll feel like they were shafted out of an opportunity and the potential like coefficient way of doing things would muddy the waters. Because the UEFA, UEFA came out and said, oh yeah, we might do it based on, <clears throat> what's it, if the season's end now, we might um, award European places based on coefficient rankings. But for me, it's a case of coefficient rankings just keep everything as a closed shop. Because it's always going to be the same teams that get the European positions based on coefficient rankings. Because... Let's say Wolves and Sheffield United, they ain't got the European pedigree that, say, uh, Tottenham recently and Arsenal and or, say, Man United have or Chelsea have. So it's always going to be it's always going to be weighted towards those uh, towards those sides who have pedigree. That's why Man City kept getting difficult Champions League groups with Bayern Munich and Barcelona in consecutive seasons because they had no pedigree. And the coefficient rankings, well, it's one of them was it dropped a minute. Um but it is one of them ones. But then you look at the relegation places. This is where it starts getting tasty as well. If the season was stopped, but results stood, then you look at the three teams in the relegation zone. They could argue that they were denied the chance to survive if they get relegated. Because no team has been a, has been cut adrift to the point this season where you can say, well, they're doomed. Even Norwich. Norwich, Watford, look at their resurgence recently. It's one of them. So on the flip side, if results were expunged, then again, the two sides in the automatic promotion places in the championship would miss out on hundreds of millions. So there's that as well. But then some people have said about, oh, the, um, what's it, having a, what, 24 team league? And it's like, no, that gets messy as well. Having a 24 team league, because then when would you reset that? Because whoever, because whoever comes up as part of that 24 team system, then you're gonna have to. Then you'd have to send more teams down, and it gets messy. So even that's not really an option. And also as well, um, coming coming back again to the playoff positions, where it's one of them was. I mean, you look at the playoff final. That's always billed as the hundred million pound game. So just on its own. So imagine imagine teams getting shafted that. So the knock on effect. You, the further you go down the leagues, gets even worse because there are a lot of sides who rely heavily on gate, who do rely heavily on gate gate receipts, um, as the EFL deal as said is worth eight hundred million between about seventy two sides. So the TV deals. I mean, it's one. That, I mean, it's one of them ones where where it's like. I mean, you look at again looking at the TV deals. I mean, I said Sky Sports run football here. As I've said, they were they were behind the creation of the Premier League. So to say they ain't got stroke would be a misnomer. Plus, they, they're the driving force. They've got the EFL deal. They're the ones who bought it. So it's one of them ones. I mean, game, I mean, it's one of them ones where it's like if the Premier League couldn't work out a deal with the TV companies, then there's the breach of contract thing as well. So it's one of them where where it's like both like the EFL and the Premier League wouldn't want to lose out on that money. So I think that's why behind, behind closed doors games are being pursued as an option to finish the season, just because of the TV companies. But the fact of the matter is, the Premier League and the EFL, the more more the Premier League, of course, are actually different animals than say the Eredivisie, which has just been cancelled. Controversy there, but. The Premier League and the EFL have got two of, if not the two biggest TV deals in the world. So, it's one of them was, if the EFL ain't second, it's close. So, it's one of them was, so there's so many ramifications. And those reasons that I've just mentioned are why it's not quite as simple as just cancelling and awarding stuff and expunging and or expunging results. 
I mean, bearing in mind, this should all be secondary to public safety. And I've said that earlier. But let's be realistic and use football as a microcosm of society. It isn't. Just like the fact that public safety is secondary to making billions of pounds for big pharmaceutical companies. Just like Big Pharma, as I've said on pitch talk shows and video videos, football is a business and an unscrupulous sport. I mean, you, there, there is one more issue as well. Deferral and expiry of contracts, which has been mentioned. It's another potential issue because contracts expire in July 1st. That presents a bit of a minefield for a club as they'd have to negotiate to either extend deals or run the risk of having Fred Bear squads if the league resumes. And also, deferrals, contract deferrals would only be a short-term fix. But considering how long, how considering we don't know how long the current restrictions um, around around social distancing and that are going to last, well, uh, how long? How will clubs know how long to defer contracts for? And then this 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 is where furloughing is also interesting as well. But I'll discuss that at, at another time. But. Doing an until further notice deferral would actually present its own issues. Would further notice be a 30-day rolling contract? Would it? Would there be a provision for instant termination if a player wanted to leave immediately? How would injuries be addressed if they happen during a deferral or extension? There's a lot to consider there. So the transfer window in this country obviously was due to revert back to normal um, starting in July, ending right at the end of August. But... If the season isn't able to start until after the window opens, but lockdowns and travel restrictions are still in place, along with social distancing, how are medicals going to get done? How are if you're buying some if you're buying a player, say from Galatasaray, for instance, how are you getting that player from Turkey to here, or Trabzonspor, for instance? How how are you getting those players around if there are still if there at that time might still be travel restrictions? So it's going to make things very cumbersome. I mean, for me, all of this is why I need to think, is why I think the league just need to wait and see what happens and then decide the best course of action. Because there are so many unknowns, there are so many variables, and jumping the gun can mess up stuff even worse. Just look at relaxing lockdown restrictions, faux lockdown as I call it, restrictions. If If you relax them too much too soon, you can make things even worse. So, I mean, as I said, we know how football is. I'm not saying it's right, but the Premier League is messed up enough to try and accuse people who run illegal streaming sites of hurting grassroots football. So, it's all on them. That's how absurd football can be with legal proceedings. So, of course, clubs could go down the same absurd route as well. As I said, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it just, I'm saying it just is. And it's one of them, and it's one of them ones where... A lot of, I mean, similar to Raven, aka Scott Levy, suing WWE with, for a class action suit in regards to healthcare and wrestlers being independent contractors, he tried, but because of the legal clout of WWE, even though they've been mucking people around for decades, and wrestlers are not actually independent contractors, when you look at the stipulations and contracts and that, they still, like, WWE still fought the fight and won based on some shady stuff, in my opinion. But bottom line is, it's a battle they should... They have no right to fight, but they do when they win. And the Premier League have that clout. But for me, it's one of them ones. The clubs, again, would be able to sue the league and potentially the TV companies as well could sue unless a deal is worked out, which could, in theory, sue for breach of contract as the contract can't be fulfilled. And you know them TV companies are going to want their pound of flesh. (laughs) They're going to want their money. Because um, if you're paying a combined 4.45 billion, that's serious money right there. But Euros and the World Cup and all that 
some people have said that can be moved around. Yeah, those are tournaments that last a month. So they can easily be moved around. And as evidenced by Qatar 2022 being moved. So it's one of them ones. That's what, November or December of 2022 anyway. But players' time off would end up being shortened um, unless the, until the schedule is even out as well. That's another thing. That could take years potentially if everything's out of whack. So there's the issue um, that a friend of mine mentioned about um, potential, about increased potential of injuries due to shortened breaks. I mean, liability waivers you could sign, but that's risky for the players. Players League clubs has already been a battle for years. I just couldn't see players signing their rights away. I mean, look at the Dean Ashton situation, and that was on England duty. So there was a cluster right there. I mean, points, points per game being used as an interesting system. And it was pitched at the level I play at in the amateur leagues, but... It was voted against as an option, but apparently there wasn't much in, in that voting. So it's one of them was, but if it happened with the Premier League, Aston Villa, it's been said, would have a legal challenge because they'd be a game down because they've got, they've got more games to play. So all in all, if, you, if, you got to, if you've gotten to the end of this vlog, you'll realise how complex the situation is. And ending the season now or expunging results isn't as simple as it seems with the bigger leagues, especially the Premier League, because there's so much right, there's so much money running on. I mean, we're comp we're in completely new territory at the end of the day, and somewhat sadly in football, the results may not matter, but the money will, and lost revenue would be astronomical, and there would, in theory, have to be massive compensation payouts, especially as mentioned with Dean Ashton, if any injuries happen or contracts are breached. Personally, again, I think the Premier League needs to wait and see what the government does, which I know the government have not dealt with this well. That's another, that's another story for another time. But it's one of them ones. They've got to wait to see what the government does as the next step and how the country is before making any decisions rather than giving poorly thought-out updates every few days that do nothing but feed speculation on slow news days. But that's just me. But you know what? Whew! Happy to get that off my chest, but I am straight shooting LJA. Let me know in the comments what you think of the Premier League potentially ending the season and expunging results and what the potential options you think could be best served to help. I'm straight shooting LJA and I will see you next time.